Hello, this is Ahuka, and welcome to Hacker Public Radio for our ongoing series on LibreOffice, focusing for now on LibreOffice Writer. Last time I talked to you about uh, st uh, list styles, and we introduced what list styles are about. We took a look at the style properties window. Uh, so we, we got some good things accomplished. Now what I want to do is I want to take a look at a specific case of a bullet style. And we're going to deconstruct this bullet style, take a look at the various properties, and see what makes it tick. Now, this is, we're just learning how styles work. Uh, we do want to be careful. I think very often the best way to learn this stuff is to experiment. Uh, go in, uh, make a, a change to a style, use it in the document and see what happens. However, if you change a style uh, and you make the mistake of being in uh, a template, uh, you could actually change the style forever. Uh, maybe that's not a terribly likely thing to happen. Uh, but one of the things you can do if you, uh, and this is useful when you're experimenting, you can flip back and forth, is to make uh, a, a new style based on, a, on some other style, make one modification, and then see what you get out of that. So uh, if you want to do that, just select a style. Uh, for instance, I'm going to use the list four style as uh, an, as an ex example here. But actually, since you can't see my graphics, I, it really doesn't matter to you, does it? Uh, but if I click on that and then I go all the way to the right at the top, I can choose to make a new style based on style four in this case. Uh, and I can change something in that, and my original style is uh, completely untouched, so I can go back and, and look at that at any time. Uh, should you ever get to the point that you want this stuff to be available to you permanently because you're creating styles, remember that what you need to do, as we've talked about before, you need to open up the template and modify the template to have that style added. If it's a style that you want available to you in all of your documents, that means you have to edit the default template. Uh, we've talked about all of this before, so I'm not going to go into a lot more detail about that now. Uh, so, when we uh, do this, uh, in this particular case, I'll take my uh, list four, uh, and I'm going to click on it, and then right-click and select Modify, and it's going to bring up the Properties window. Now, we saw before that the first tab, the organizer tab, everything's grayed out because it's a built-in style. There's really no options you have to change on the organizer tab. Um, but if we take a look at the second one, the second tab, bullets, 
uh, you have eight different options here. Uh, and let's take a look at each of those. The first one are just your standard bullets. It's a reasonably small dot. And then going across the top, the next one is a very large dot, significantly larger than the other. Third one is a diamond. The fourth one is a square. Then on the second row, the fifth and sixth ones are different types of arrow, essentially. Uh, then we've got one that has a, 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 an X followed by one that has a check mark. And they're both, uh, one is called a, a check box, the other is a tick box, and, and a tick mark, I think is, is what it's called. So those are things, they all come from fonts that are uh, installed when uh, on your computer, uh, and they come with LibreOffice, I believe. Um, and so let's say you wanted to change from the standard bullet to a diamond. Well, all you would do is you would click um, on the space that has the diamonds, and you would see a thick black border around that space that tells you, ah, that's been selected, and then you could click Apply. And if you apply, it'll apply it to whatever object on the document you were in when you did that. So you could turn a uh, ordinary paragraph into the beginning of a bullet list with diamonds if you clicked on that third box while your insertion mark was in a paragraph somewhere. Now, that's a nice group of, of options there. What else can we do? Well, if we go, and we're going to skip over numbering style because that doesn't really apply to bullets very much, uh, and uh, we'll click o skip over outline for now and go to graphics. Now with graphics, what you get are many similar options, but now we're working with actual images, uh, and you've got several of them here. So uh, the differences are mostly colors and, and stuff like that. So the first one is, you know, blue. And we go round dot, diamond, square, star, right pointing arrow. And then we get the same five choices in red and then the same five choices in green and, uh, and so on. Um, so these are, uh, say they're in color and that they are actually graphics. So it's, it, there's no font choice involved, it's a, a graphics. Um, now, the last tab, Options, is kind of interesting because there's a feature there that lets you select whatever graphics you like. Uh, but it's not readily apparent when you first go there. Uh, so if you go there, you take a look at the top drop-down it says numbering and if you're in a bullet style it'll have bullets selected ah but click the drop-down and there's something called graphics hmm. so if you select that all of a sudden three more options appear and the three options are graphics width and height hmm interesting so um, we could go in and uh, click on the select that's next to the graphics, uh, and that's a drop down. And the very first option you get there is from file. 
So if you had a file on your computer that had a graphic image that you wanted to use as a bullet, this is where you could select that, make that happen. So you've got a number of, of options here uh, for appearance. But what I want to get into now is one of the things that puzzles people, and I referred to it a little bit last time as something that, that puzzled this fellow at Ohio Linux Fest, the position tab. Now, I think for all lists, whether it's bullet or numbered, understanding how this works is, is going to be important in giving you the control that you want. Uh, so you can have control over the pre precise position of every part of the list, from the bullets or numbers, where they are on the page, to how much space is between the bullet or number and the text, and where the text is located. Um, so, we're going to cover this in detail now for bullets, okay? Uh, we're going to look at it again when we get to numbered lists. So, the first item says numbering followed by. And again, it's just this, you know, LibreOffice can't figure out sometimes what it's talking about. Uh, it does obviously run a bullet list, so there's no numbering at all. So it really should say bullet followed by, but it says numbering followed by. So let's just accept that. So for list four, this has it set for space. Now what does that mean? That means there is one space between the bullet and the text. So it would be just as if you typed the character for a bullet, hit the space bar, and then started typing your text. Only it does it automatically, and we'll do it over and over and over. I mean, and then that's, that's the point of a style. So, what other options do we have? Well, let's click the drop-down. You could choose nothing. <laughs> and nothing means no space at all. So that would just be, that would be like you clicked the button character and then immediately started typing. Um, the third option tab stop. That gives you much more control. So if you select this, you then see another little thing pop up on the screen that says where this goes. Uh, where's my tab stop? Now, I am on an American installation of LibreOffice, so all of my measurements are in inches. I'm going to trust you to make the adjustments. I, I can see from the LibreOffice documentation that if you're in other countries, it would be in centimeters, and that's that's fine. I I would if we could get the United States to switch, that'd be wonderful. Uh, I'm starting to think that'll never happen in my lifetime. So anyway, uh, I set uh, as an experiment, let's say uh, 0.3 inches, three tenths of an inch, and what does that do? Well, it will move the text to the three-tenths of an inch mark on the page. Now, what that means, we want to be very careful here. It is measuring from the left margin. So that three-tenths of an inch, it's three-tenths of an inch from the left margin, not from where the bullet is. Right? Small but subtle difference. Okay? So... All of the positioning options, in fact, are set with respect 
to the left margin. There are several more. Numbering alignment. You have three options there. Left, center, and right. And then under it, an aligned at setting. These work together. Uh, how do they work? Well, let's start with the aligned at. If you have it set to zero, 0, 0.0 inches, what that means is your alignment is right on the margin of the page. If you want it aligned differently, say you wanted your list moved over, you could say align everything at 0.2 inches. That's two tenths of an inch. And that would just shift everything to the right by that amount. So it, it's where are we lining everything up on the page is what the aligned at is about. Then, what's the left, center, and right? Well, if you choose left, that means the left side of the bullet will line up precisely at the margin. Now, I say precisely, it depends on how the character itself is defined. Uh, the character may be defined with a little space around it that is going to make this look slightly different from what you expect, but in essence, Left aligned means the left side of the bullet will line up at the margin. Now, that, that's normally what you expect to see. Right? In, in, in other words, you have a margin of the page, and then the bullet comes right after that, and then maybe a little bit of space, and then the text. Uh, if you choose center, the bullet will be centered on the margin, which is an interesting kind of thing. And then if you choose right as your alignment, it means the right edge of the bullet would be lined up on the margin. This is a very counterintuitive. That's why I'm being very careful to explain this. You look at, at a bullet and you think, well, if I click right, isn't it going to move it to the right? No, it actually moves it to the left because what it's doing is it's saying, okay, I've got to move to the left so that the right-hand side of the bullet lines up on the margin. If you're having trouble picturing this as I say it, the best thing to do is just open up a blank document and, and play around with this a little bit. And I think it'll start to make sense. It's one of those things that, that does tend to puzzle people. Now, the last option on the position is called indent at. Uh, this says what happens to the text if your bullet point is more than one line long. For a lot of bullets, that's not something that's going to crop up, but there are situations where that does. So, let's say you're working on a, on a bullet list and one bullet item uh, is running to three lines worth of text. Now, in a word processor, of course, you never hit enter, you just keep typing and it wraps around to the next line and keeps going. But when it does wrap around to the next line, where does that next line begin? If you had left indent at set to zero, then the second line of that bullet point would line up right on the margin. In other words, it would be lined up the same as the bullet above it, which is very weird. Um, but you do have that control. Uh, what normally people would want to do is probably set the indent at at exactly the same as the tab stop.
because if you do that, then your text lines up perfectly. So that if, say, the tab stop was three-tenths of an inch from the left margin, if the indent is also three-tenths of an inch from the left margin, well, your text is just going to line up perfectly. If you want to have some fun and create what's called a hanging paragraph effect, you could set your uh, indent at to be a little bit more than the tab stop. Uh, so let's say the tab stop was three-tenths of an inch, uh, indent at was a half an inch or five-tenths. Uh, you know, that has the effect that the subsequent lines are, have even more of a gap from the margin, and that, that's what's called a hanging paragraph. Uh, so you can set it up whatever way you want, but that's how you control all of that. So with this, I think we have now covered the topic of uh, bullet lists in some detail. Um, and so I'm going to leave this for now. Uh, this is a hookah for Hacker Public Radio, reminding all of you, please, never forget to support free software. Goodbye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.